Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Morning, everybody. Hopefully it's morning. I've got six pages to get through today, so if you're thinking about getting a cup of tea, get a large one. One of big sports direct mugs, or a bucket, because you could be here for some time. Um, yeah, so we'll go straight into it. Hopefully it'll be morning. Hopefully, hope low speed seems to be getting better. Bearing in mind how much I've got to get through, I really should spend some time getting on with this. I mean, just wittering at the beginning, that's just going to make the video longer. You know, really, if I, I, could, I could completely cut all this bit out, really didn't need any of this at all. That took time too. Right, uh, intro. <laughs> I wonder how many of you turned off by now. Well, if you turned off by now, you wouldn't know. That. No, I'm waiting again. Uh, right, intro. Uh, thanks very much for everybody who's given me all the helpful comments about Amazon and Hermes. That's going to be quite a long one as well. Um, I'm trying to do the follow-up videos about 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. So what I do is I'll, any comments to do with the Sunday q and I'll write them all down. Uh, yeah, so thanks very much. I'll stick that one on. Also, um, there's been a few on the distribution centres one. A few points I missed out. Anybody's got any comments on distribution centres, if you want to stick them on, because I'll probably do that one next week. So, cheers. So, and also first comment goes to Darren. <laughs> Cousin Darren. Hello, mate. He's out there, Ricardo. He was market trader with me. Still doing the delivery thing, but he does it like for the Ricardo people in the um, Sprinter vans. Big up to Um He said, the parent fashion show, I wait till you pee. Oh, and by the way, it's yellow, not green. Potato, batar. No one says batar. <laughs> Good to see you, though, mate. I hope you will. Right, so we're doing another little, <laughs> another new regular feature of the show, um, Spotlight On. As a couple of you do take the time to comment, and sometimes we get a new guy. And so today's spotlight on, we've got um, Nick. He's, he's done quite a few comments. There's a rank coming. That's why you need your cup of tea. And um, Dale Steele. So the Dale, Dale, thanks very much for all your comments. I think what happens is sometimes they clock on at the channel and they go back and watch a few and comment on it. So you've had the decency to watch. I would just like to take into account your replies. Um, Dale Steele's on He says, the driver shortage is linked to many foreign nationals leaving after Brexit. Um, Affects many industries, but particular the transport in particular, as we have a lot of foreign national drivers. Um, it's no coincidence we're suddenly l looking the other way at Dover. I don't know. Though. I mean, I do think that may be a factor. I do think IR35 is possibly a bigger factor. And I do think, on the whole, and we will discuss this in detail later, it's not so much the driver shortage, it's the lack of wages. But we'll come to that. And in fairness, Nick has got a bit of a rent on it, so... Um, and he says, if you can't afford the CX fee, you need to pack it in because it will end in tears. Well, again, I would agree with you. I would say the thing about the CX is it, you'll definitely get your money back. You know, even if you do two jobs a month, it pays for itself. And secondly, if you haven't got a grand up front before you start in the transport industry, you ain't going to last that long, I would say. But I was lucky. Or other ways around it, credit cards, factoring companies, family, something like that. But, yeah, you kind of there is going to be a period well, you ain't going to get paid and you wait for invoices and that could be a bit of a desert, like, you know. Um, he said, on the ship who threatened to take the driver to court, he said, I'd like to see them take him to court for libel. I doubt they can afford the cost. It costs a fortune and it has to be Crown Court only. Yeah, I think that was just a guy who was full of hot air, to be honest with you. Nothing ever came of it, I don't believe. Um, on, 
He said, who's the guy who's talking about driving a van only 10 hours a day? Never heard such nonsense. The exact reasons vans don't have tachographs. How is, it, how is anyone going to prove how long you've been driving? Well, what they can do, and it's only likely to flag up if you're in an accident, is they'll track you back. And they'll go, okay, well, where did you deliver to? Well, where did you pick up from? Well, where did you pick up before then? And if they, can, if they can find or prove, or they can locate you at certain places at certain time on CCTV, on the cameras, and they can go, look, you've been driving this van for 24 hours without stopping. You're a nutter. That's what they, 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 they can do you for reckless endangerment, um, you know, driving without due care and attention. I'm sure that you guys out there, because bear in mind that everything I say is wrong, or at least largely inaccurate, but I do know that they can prosecute you if they think that what you've done is um, basically been inconsiderate, for want of a better word. And inconsiderate is just not a strong enough word, really, just been reckless and cause, you know, accident, danger, loss of life, that kind of thing. So um, he says, the sleeping pods are, pods are spacious. They fit two adults in sleeping. I don't know what a sleeping pod is, but I will be intrigued. If you could let me a bit more information, that would be great. And he also says, all big trucks are auto now. Get a good truck like a man, 7.5. They're auto and they're built in. I'm always a big fan of deaths. Um, I've still got gears in mine, although I'm getting older. And sometimes when you're sitting in traffic, you don't really want to do your knee all the time, like, you know, so. But as far as that's concerned, we're going for the second operators now. And we're going to want to put another three on the road. And I think when we get the three on the road in Coventry, and or Coventry area, I've, I've actually, the newspaper advert's going in next week. Three on the road in Coventry area. We've got the two 18 tonnes and seven and a half tonne here. Then, at that point, we'll swap the seven and a half tonne for an 18 tonne. And then I will probably spend less time driving a truck and more time in the office and trying to get new customers, which means you guys will get a new behind-the-scenes thing. What's it like to be a shipper and how do you get new customers? I mean, in fairness, there's only so many videos I can do about driving a van. You say that. I've got about a dozen to do this week. Uh, right, Nick the Urban Trucker, on the spotlight on. He says, good speech. We had a little chat on the phone. He says, right, I want to have the drivers right because there's this driver's strike coming on. Now, bearing in mind, this is just straight from the horse's mouth. This is not my opinion. These are Nick's words. Um, he says, I don't agree with the strike, the strike action in general. He says, industrial action does nothing for anyone. It's about use of chocolate uh, teapot. All it does um, is make the industry look for other ways to get the job done without the need for humans. For example, uh, the unions that did the strike in the British car industries in the 70s and 80s, thousands of people lost their jobs, replaced by machines, and manufacturing was moved abroad. It's just, it's just the not-to-my-job brigade and the lazy ones. You know the type, I'm not doing that. The types are running around asking um, why they have to do a job. This is my attitude. If you don't like the job, go and find another job. It's nothing to do with um, no one's going to stop me earning a living and putting um, food on the table. The strike action is for a lazy good for nothing. So one a day off. He said, why do they pick a Monday? Why don't they? Because it's a long weekend. Why don't they pick a Wednesday or Thursday when they would disrupt the industry much more? Um, he says... I'm sure the bloke who cleans the streets, picks up mess, he deserves it as well. It's not like you're being asked to run into a building, uh, building and save someone's life. It's put your big boy pants on and get on with a job. Um, as far as the driver shortage, it's not just drivers, it's warehouse staff shortage as well. There has always been a driver shortage since the industry started, especially decent drivers. It's only been made worse at the moment with, with people not going on holiday, so the kids are at home. Um, and he says, like, the thing with Tesco's offering what I would call a piano, a £1,000 for new drivers. Um, they have to work for six months to get it, and there's a lot of clauses in there. It's going to cost them 
an extra 7.14 a day, 218 days. Basically, I think he's worked it out. And they've, 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 it's all smoke and mirrors. They're trying to give you money, but actually they're not. Uh, he says... Um, the companies that are moaning the most about driver shortage are normally the ones that treat their staff bad and, and talk to you like you're some kind of retard. Now I know a company that operates 100 trucks and doesn't have much of a problem with keeping and finding their drivers. They aren't the biggest bad because they treat their staff like human beings. That's just don't agree. So just to play devil's advocate, I suppose. I mean, the question would be, if you're a driver and you love your job because you like driving, but you really think that you're underpaid, what do you do? You kind of think, well, and you're not asking for, I'm not asking for, I don't want a thousand pound an hour either. I don't want barristers' wages. I would just like a little bit more. And I suppose you can then see, you know, what's going on. And then if you're a shipper, and a lot of the time, I mean, I spoke to a guy, a friend of mine, who is still a driver, and he actually runs Free Arctics, and he kind of said, there isn't that much money in it. <laughs> and at the times when he's sort of going like, if you pay your drivers more money, then you actually aren't making any money. So then the argument is, well, then you've got to charge more for loads. But then if you charge more for loads and there's more competition, then you just end up losing the contracts and then you sort of, you're in a difficult position. Um, I think there is a, a good argument. I mean, we don't struggle to find drivers and we don't struggle to keep drivers. And we don't pay, we pay somewhere in the middle. But um, I think there is a lot to be said for quality of work as well. You know, looking after your drivers making sure that they're not overworked, making sure that they're happy, making sure that they're comfortable and not actually treating people like morons. That, that, there's a lot to be said for that. You guys can give me a take on it if you like. I mean, you know, there's a far left and a far right on either side, like, you know, but um, where the truth lies, don't know. But that's, uh, uh, that's Nick's rant. Anyway, he has some other things to say. He says, the person asking about freight, freight radar, radar on the CX, I think it's an awesome thing to have. You can plan ahead as much easier and quicker. He said, Pete, you should have it as it comes with the, 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 the HX subscription. Mine did. It probably does. Like I say, I don't use it because the office mob will use it. But when I do get into the office, there might be one on freight radar. Um, the question about wearing high-vis while driving, I don't get it with the sort of comments. I mean, a driver might be getting out every five minutes and he doesn't want to be messing about putting his high-vis every time. Um, getting in and out, does it really matter what you're wearing? No, I, I think it doesn't really matter. I mean, I take mine off because I don't, a lot of the time, it's wearing a plastic bag, as far as I'm concerned. It's like a knife. It might be an Airtex plastic bag, but it's still a plastic bag. And if I leave a district, if I pick up something at like 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm dropping off at 12, I don't need to wear a plastic bag for three hours. I just take it off, and then when I get to site, you gauge it. If everybody else is walking around in polo shirts, you probably don't need to put your high-vis on. If everybody else is wearing boots, hard hat, high-vis, you put on boots, hard hat, and high-vis. <laughs> I've got one coming out on building sites. Coming out next week, I think. Um... The person who said the way forward is a curtain-side Luton van with a tail lift and a trailer. Fundamental problems with this. Basically, the weight. The weight has still got to be under 3,500. You'll never be able to carry much more than a COVID sample because you've got to put the weight of trailer on the back of the van and there is some stuff you can drill into. Well, on that point, mate, I'd better leave it because, like I say, I've got pages to go through. But once again, thanks very much for the um, um, contribution. It was good to speak to you. Miscellaneous van on the run. He says, I hear you're expanding and branching out. Hope it all goes well. Are you incorporating as a limited company or staying as you are now? Didn't realise you need... You di I didn't realise you need a new operator's licence if you're setting up um, an OC in a different area. Uh, assume the ex uh, likes of XBO must have lots. Yeah, I assume so too. And I didn't know until I had to go into it. I kind of thought that one operator might cover it, but no. No, so that's going through hopefully this week. I'll, I'll keep you up to date with how things are going there. 
Um, as for the limited company, it's all work in progress. I've got accountants talking to previous accountants because the previous accountants retired, and we can get that. In, and then we might well just—it's all just work in progress. But uh, you know, journey of a million miles starts with a single step, my friend. Uh, Raj, nineteen seventy-five. He said, he said, "Thanks for the vlog." He said. Um, I wish, in fairness, I did one recently on guys that have started, and you just missed the boat. It's a shame, but anyone who's thinking about starting, he started three weeks ago, small van, had a lot of jobs. He said, I had to turn a job down because it looked too heavy, and I didn't trust it, apart from that, really good. Uh, just make sure you've got um, how much fuel you're using, uh, and remember, payment terms on the invoices are 45 days, not all of them. Some are 30 days, some are pays right money for the same job, which means we're really going to kick you in between the legs because we want this for nothing. Um, yeah, um, some of them are 30 days, but you know, on the whole, I think if you work on around 45 to 60 days, that's when the money start, will start to roll in, or the majority of it will. Uh, he said, I've already been all over the UK, up to Inverness, Wales, Somerset. Definitely get a fuel card. Uh, every few pence matters. Um, he says, uh, he says, and he does his accounts at weekend, but he used to be an accountant. Raj, good luck with the whole thing. Hang on a second, the door just gone. You know you get them TikTok videos <laughs> where someone's walking down the street in black and white and suddenly they're all colour or someone's wearing a different outfit. I bet that was seamless. Absolutely fantastic. I was just going to carry on. Like nothing had happened. I thought that'd be quite amusing. Because, hey, where did where them trees come from? Yeah, no, I've been kicked out of my own house. They're having breakfast. Uh, where was we? Yeah, uh, right. Miscellaneous. Steve Daniels. He says, um, he's been watching me. Thanks very much. Been watching Spidey. He said, my, he said, my old man has class one. has been class driver for, for 40 years. And I'm nearly finished with a 24-year career in the Navy. Always been drawn to being self-employed. Owner driver is the way forward. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think if me, I'd say start with a van, start with a Luton. And then maybe, if you like it, Within six months, start making inroads to operators with a, with a move to moving to lorries within a year if you have got lorry license. Um, if you haven't, it's up to you. Uh, we were on about the driving hours again, weren't we? The 11 hour things. Martin Stewart says the extension of driving hours makes a mockery of the CPC. What a load of cobblers. Um, and uh, Steve R says, why not do away with the CPC? We're not in Europe anymore. That would surely help all local businesses. I know Ian Merrick disagrees with it. And I've got this eye kind of... The thing about the CPC is some of it is really quite useful and some of it is utterly pointless. So the bit about driving hours, I think your CPC should consist of... Because at the moment it's like driving hours, health and safety, strapping a load, da-da-da, da-da-da, you know, using a truck as a weapon. Um, and I think what it consists of should consist of driving hours, strapping a load in health and safety, driving hours... Driving hours and driving hours. You should do five courses and four of them should be driving hours because, to be honest with you, that's the one. The rest of it is kind of filling the time. Doesn't really, I don't think it needs to be 35 hours long or, you know, five days, seven days a week, I think. I presume the idea of that is to make sure that a driver gets retrained every year. But I would say you can do one course every year, do the one that you need to do the most, which will probably be driver's hours, driver's hours, driver's hours, driver's hours, and driver's hours, particularly as I keep changing things on us. Because it's complicated. Oh, and work time directive in that as well. Mm. But, yeah, who knows? Got to do it at the moment. Uh, Neptune Courier, he says he's pleased with the content. Um, question, what's this no-drive day you mentioned? I did a Google on it, but it came up short, although I am six foot two. Six foot two means you're one inch taller than me. I have this thing where people say Pete, and you go, yeah. And occasionally people say Pete, and you go, yeah, oh. Um, yeah, I, th I did do the date. I can't remember. It won't apply to me. Um, 
as Steve Campbell says, he says it's pointless for a self-employed owner drivers to go and strike as they quote the money they want as it is. It's the employed company drivers on the poor wages who need it. Now, we, you know, we've had a minor discussion earlier on this with um, Nick's rent. Um, I think the problem is, I don't think industrial action is going to make a lot of change at the moment. I think what probably will make the biggest change will be people voting with their feet. Like, um, there's a guy further on, and he used to be a driver, and now he works in Tesco's, but we'll come to him. Um, Anyway, we're still on Steve Campbell at the moment. He said, I can't remember why I watched, mate. I haven't got a clue. I don't know anybody watches. He says, however, I have shown that Fisher's Place, the circuit app this morning, as it has 12 drops on my first one, and it's a new place around York and Harrogate area. I was given a run sheet, but they were not in order. TM offered to get uh, someone to write postcodes down in the, the best route. I said, it's fine. As so I had the circuit app, and I've shown them how it works, and now TM downloaded the app too, and he's going to recommend it. I think it's great. And, you know, they, I, make, I make videos for them, so they actually help to support the channel. But I wouldn't have anyone support the channel if I didn't think it was any good anyway, because if you start sending people stuff that's no good, they don't come back. It's the quickest way to lose subscribers. So, um, I, I mean, the circuit have got their own channel uh, I will do a link to the channel if you like it there's more of me on there sorry um, but if you like it please subscribe because getting them subscribers means that I'm doing my job and then they'll be happy and they'll keep keep you know keep using me which is always cool um, James Thick uh, oh yes right now, this is to do with the driving hours again. He said, this video, so he's put me straight on a few things. And there's a couple of things I'm not sure about, James, but we'll get that. He says, um, he said the video is slightly misleading. This is on the 11th hour, because you can now drive for 11 hours twice a week rather than 10. He says, some of the facts need more advice. He said, yes, the law has temporarily changed so that drivers can do an 11-hour day twice um, in any given fortnight. But you as a driver can't just do it willy-nilly. Your company has to sign up to the agreement with the DVSA first. I didn't know that. And I think it's only available in the deliveries to supermarkets and RDC-based food. Otherwise, you get an infringement. Just remember, you still have to pay back the extra time the following week. Yeah, because you still presumably can only drive 90 hours every two weeks. So if you drive for 11 hours, that just comes off the time that you can drive the following two weeks, I guess. I hadn't thought of that, actually. Um, this is... As for brakes, that was mentioned. Once you're on a brake, that's it. You can't move the truck once on a brake. Otherwise, if you start again, that's standard practice. Yes, some tacos will revert to other um, work if the ignition is turned off during a brake period. Some will automatically switch to brake when the ignition is turned off when the truck stops. This is, a, as a driver, you have to keep an eye, as it's pretty normal. It's not the fault of a taco. It's just the setup. Right. Now, I was told, because I asked them about this on my CPC, so what if you're on a brake and you have to move the lorry? In fact, we'll do one on this. And he says, you've got the one-minute rule, which is you are allowed to move the lorry at a slow pace. You can't, you can't sort of shoot off like at 30 miles an hour. It's got to be kind of like under 10 miles an hour, and you can move it. And if you move it for less than one minute and then put it back on bed, it, does, you know, it still counts as brake. And I do this all the time. When I do this all the time, um, I do this some of the time. When you're on a break and a guy goes, mate, we've got to get the fork truck in there. Go, all right, so what you do, start it, rock it forward slowly, turn it off, put it back on break, and the clock counts it. And that's what I was told on my CPC. Anyone else got, um, and I can show you it in action. Um, anyone else got any comments on this? Let me know, am I doing this wrong? But I don't think I am. 
I mean, like I say, the guy on the CPC told me that you can, you know, there is like exceptions. And obviously, you don't do it all the time. Most of the time, you're sitting in the sort of a truck stop anyway, so you don't have to move it. But um, I believe that to be the case. Comments, please. Um, as for UK domestic rules, you can drive a truck on domestic rules, providing you drive within a six, 60 mile or six kilometre. I guess I'm not sure which one radius of the base. You do, however, have to side, follow the work time directive rules and do it on printouts. If you make a mistake, do two printouts. I believe that's probably true. I think I think that, that rings a bell somewhere in the back of my head. Once again, comments, please. Sign them and date them for the right reason for the mistake on the back of them. You, the driver, keeps one to carry with him for 28 days. The other goes to the transport manager where he, she should file it. At the moment, I've been doing one print out, signing it, and I've keeping it in my book. So if I'm doing that wrong, someone let me know. Daniel, I know you're on holiday. <laughs> let me know. Am I doing this wrong, mate? Um, Steve Athers. He says, hi, Pete. Great, as always. Thank you very much, Steve. Um, he said, I drive class... Now, this is another weird one. I drive a class one medical unit on UK domestic rules. It's 11 hours a day. For 24, hour, for 24 hours times 7 days. You can drive 10 hours straight and then stop. But it's not recommended, so you need a local rule from your employer. Every hour, uh, every working hour comes off your driving time. So 5 hours work, only 6 hours driving time and so on. Like I say, CPC should be driving time, driving time, driving time, driving time. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> no one's even mentioned getting on a ferry yet. Oh, God. I know it's not that complicated, but it's that complicated. Um, Steve Daniels, he says, test centres are backlogged. He said, I've done my CPC case studies test and has a perception yesterday in one centre. One, one center. I have my theory test next week in another centre. Class 2 driving course and test um, is a 10-week lead time in Portsmouth. I was pretty lucky, I know, in fairness, mine just got getting because of the... Um, the pandemic one just getting put, put, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and then one guy turned around and said, can you do it Monday? I went, yes. Unfortunately, I worked Tuesday. It was actually unfortunately I passed. I didn't have to do it again. Uh, James Les Rios says he said since I gave up trucking, this is the guy we mentioned earlier. He says since I gave up trucking, I've been working at Sainsbury's stocking shelves for twelve pound an hour, five days a week. The work's easy going, sociable, and I get sleep tonight in my own bed. Plus, no training costs or responsibility whatsoever. In a world world. In what world do I get paid the same for being an HGV driver with none of these beneficial? I find it appalling, really, and it shows how backward the industry is. Now, I think he's hit the nail on the head here. So we're talking about strike action. We're talking about HGV drivers not getting the paid right of money. Now, a geezer once on the flower store a little while ago told me, he says, I was trying to work out how much to buy a truck for. And he says, in my opinion, what I've learned in this life is something is worth what someone is prepared to pay for it. And I think it's the same for jobs something is worth what someone is prepared to do for it. And this is largely related to what they could do elsewhere. So if you turn around and you say, I want you to be a truck driver, I want to pay you um, £6 an hour, I know you can't. You go, well, I'm not going to do it for £6 an hour because I can go to the same place on the shelf for 12 If I said, I want you to be a truck driver and I want to pay you £1,000 an hour, you'd have a queue around a block. But the problem is, and you think, well, why am I paying them £1,000 an hour when I've got a queue around a block? Really, I want to pay enough so that I've got a queue with three people in it. I can choose the best one. And I think the problem at the moment is they're not paying enough. I think it should be around about £15 an hour for Class 2s and £20 an hour for Class 1s. And I still think that wouldn't... When you bear in mind, when you're delivering trailer loads, a 40-foot trailer load of gear, it couldn't actually put that much per item on, on each item. Drivers would be happier. 
and it is a responsible job and you don't have to sleep in the cab and it is you're out all night and you are away from your family I mean you should be paid extra for this kind of stuff in my opinion I don't think the strike will make any difference but I do think market forces will and let's just hope so because let's hope, just hope these proper drivers not Mickey Mouse puddle jumpers like me actually get the money that I think they deserve Godzilla's um, it says PPE it says um didn't want to say, but I should. The shape of the reflective strips on all PPA is denoted by the health and safety executive. Foreign PPE may not conform with UK standards. If you get squashed, maybe um, you could it could be used against you. And if you find someone who's got the super up on health and safety, they may pull you on it and refuse you on sight. The sort of person who knows um, helmets, are, you know, the sort of person who knows helmets are dated and can't be used after a certain date, unless you pull the sticker off. Don't know what you're on about, Governor. The stickers fell off. Just got. <laughs> Write it on a marker pen. I had to do that. I'd say the test for MOT, got everything. He says, where's your speed limit sticker? I went, oh, it's got to be here somewhere. And he went, it's normally on the windscreen. And I went, ah. He said, you've had the windscreen change? I went, yeah. He was like, you should have a... And he was a nice guy. And he said, you need, like, a speed sticker. It's required. So I got the marker pen out of my back. <laughs> the grey bit along the death. I went, maximum speed, 56 mph. And he went, yeah, that can be seen clearly. I'll pass that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> now I've got Mark and Ben all over the van. He looks like I'm like I'm like Banksy. If I ever get famous, I can sell it. Never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm keeping Alice. She's lovely. Uh, right, Lisa Mead. Lisa Mead says, "I love your videos, but please, please, please remove the butcher's apron from behind you. That's the union, the union flag." He says, I'm English, I find it, but I find it offensive, let alone the millions of people around the world whose people have been murdered and tortured and enslaved by the Crown. The Union Jack is a flag of oppression. Common man, wake up. Lisa, I won't be removing my flag. Um, it's a Union flag, by the way, not a Union Jack. You only get a Union Jack on board a ship. Having said that, I've checked in the dictionary and the Union Jack is actually acceptable, just not by me. But I will, I appreciate your opinion. Um... I don't agree with it, but I, I believe in people having their own opinions and the right to free speak. But what I will do is I will do you a video explaining why. You've made the effort to watch my videos. I think it's the least I can do. So I'll do your response. Thank you for watching. Adrian Maycroft. He says, um, Maycroft, sorry. Um, I've got class one license, but never driven a seven and a half ton. Would I find it easy? Difficult for me to comment on this one, Adrian, because I've never actually driven a class one. The only time I've ever driven a class one out on the road is when I passed my test, or when I was on test. And like, you know, um, and even then it was really a 12 ton. It was only, it's exactly the same as the one I've got at the moment, but a metre longer. I have driven the class one, the class two. As you, I did a video on Saturday about yesterday, about swapping loads over. Um, but I've never driven it out on the road but I believe, speaking to Harry the driver he kind of said to me, he said if I had your vehicle I'd drive it anywhere I think it's kind of the equivalent of jumping out of a van and jumping in a car you know, it's still driving but it's just so much easier <laughs> spaces are easier and the other advantage, the one thing you will find all them red circles that say no vehicles ever than seven and a half ton straight through there, no problems so yeah, I, I, I would miss being able to do that um, domain name guy it says, as a guide on seven and a half ton drops, 10 drops in three to four counties is an easy day, 15 drops is a busy day, 20 drops a hectic day, and about the limit excluding seven and a half ton parcel drop, multi drop, which can be used to be about 40 drops on bulk. I don't do anything like that. I have gone back to two jobs and knock. 
or what I'm finding is working really well at the moment, get the job on the night before, get it unloaded at eight o'clock in the morning, then, because eight o'clock in the morning is the best time to find a job, that's when all the, all the centers are opening, they need stuff shipping, get the next job, get that delivered, round about one, two o'clock, then start looking for the job you can pick up and get it on the night before. Okay, I might be starting at four or five o'clock in the morning, but I'm getting two jobs a day. I'm home probably round about four-ish, sometimes earlier, and I've got the most likely, it's the best way for me to pick up a second job. Having said that, still picking up at nine, dropping off at 11, uh, well, well picking, no, picking up at seven, dropping off at half 10, picking up at 12, and dropping off at four still works. Multi-drop, don't like them. Alistair Smith said, I was self-employed for a short time uh, and I just rented van month to month. It's probably good for me and looking back, I'm glad I did or I'd have spent X amount on a van and probably only got two thirds back. Uh, so I'd always say buy a second-hand van, but you're right on that score. If you are going to rent a van, make sure you get the right deal. Don't buy a please. I mean, it might work for you, but if it goes wrong, you've got a shiny new van and you're stuck with a contract. Some people might rent vans month to month. You might have a mate. Or a friend or someone who goes, look, okay, we've got a system. You can rent this monthly. It's this much. You can hand back the keys when you're ready. And if you can get the right price, that is a good way to start. Because it, I want to say, whatever you do when you start, keep your overheads low. Keep your risk minimal. And that way, if it goes wrong, it's going to cost you some money. You won't get your CX money back. You'll probably get a partial refund on your insurance. You hand the keys back, wipe your mouth, walk away, and at least you know. Um... Chris C says, cheers, Pete. I start on the curtains on Monday. You, you watch my video on curtain ciders. Um, to be honest with you, I've learned a lot since then, but there's not really not that much to it. You'll be fine. Uh, domain name guy, finally. He says, there are three ways to load a van with parcels, e.g. multi-drop. Which one of these do you prefer? Mate, I'll do your video. It's gonna, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's going to fit in quite nicely with the circuit mobs and um, videos of circuit mob to help me. So, But that, thanks very much for your question. It's uh, very grateful. I was like, never liked you, boys. Never liked you. Uh, in conclusion... Finally, back on the spotlight on Dale Steele. Dale Steel. He said, Johnny Vaughan, that's who you remind me on. It's been bothering me for ages. Good work. I'll take that. I like Johnny Vaughan. He was quite a talent on the big breakfast, didn't he? So it used to be fun. Um, why have I got two pages here? Oh, we've done that. Uh, Godzilla's says, Piano upstairs. I bet you're banned from the list of house removers after that. I was doing house removals. I helped move the piano upstairs. It was, you can move pianos. It's just a matter of manpower. Three people doable, four people easy. Gets a bit of a struggle when you're trying to get four people around the dog-legging stairs. But they, they can be lifted. And you can get machines to lift them with wheels and all that, but they're just a pain. The best way is just, right, lads, here we go. And away you go. And finally, today, the last one goes to Ian Merrick. He says... Um, I think the CX is the way to go in October, December, but the gamble is making sure you can make enough money to absorb a CX subscription in three months to earn more than Hermes will pay without subscription. Um, from what I'm reading on Facebook, you probably can. HGV driver rates are already climbing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, but van shippers are still desperate. Rates are going up. Um, and we're not in peak season yet. I believe a lot of people have said that they are getting more money for jobs. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. I'm quite the same kind of money. I'm, still, I'm, I'm not struggling to get jobs. Um, COVID, Brexit, IR35, the perfect storm opportunity. It's a buyer's market for drivers. Who pays more? Um, I wasn't a registered carer. If, if I wasn't a registered carer and had flexibility of funds to subscribe to the CX without finding it more. And then he goes on to say, oh, by the way, I did miss one. Sorry, just briefly, uh, some guy said, could you start in a car, in a taxi, and could you start on, another guy said, could you start on a motorbike? No. 
Uh, taxes, I believe, the insurance is different. So, you know, part of the problem is, you mean like the Amazon Flex mob can run in a car because the Amazon... I think the Amazon Flex there insurance covers you, but you need the right form of insurance. Even if you're, you're, you're transporting a parcel, say you've got an envelope full of very expensive documents that have got to get to the solicitors on time, and then there's an accident, and or the envelope gets lost, and then they can sue you for thousands and thousands of pounds because the deal didn't go through because you didn't deliver it, and you haven't got any insurance. So, no, don't run the car, and you can subscribe on a motorbike, but you're wasting your time. You might get one job in a thousand comes up from motorbiking. Even then, I think I'm being generous. But just briefly, to go back to the conclusion, um, Ian Merrick says, risk is our business. You know, some people think about, should we do it? Risk is our business. Catching James T. Kirk. What does the T in James T. Kirk stand for? I'll give you, I'll give you five seconds. Tiberius. James Tiberius Kirk. And finally, the last word this week comes from me. Because, you know, I kind of like that quiz question. So I've got another quiz question for you. It's like trivial pursuit, this. Um, which Danish manufacturer is the largest producer of tyres in the world? Answers in the comments. And if no one gets it, I'll tell you next week. In the meantime, take care. Take money. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.